Support for this podcast comes from Zor. Zor is a global recruiting platform that drives smarter and more efficient hiring. Direct employers and staffing agencies use Zor's AI-powered software to automate recruiting's most repetitive tasks, like candidate pre-screening, interview scheduling, ongoing engagement, and cold outreach at scale. By freeing recruiters to focus on what matters, Zor increases productivity while delivering a personalised, attentive candidate experience that's responsive 24-7 and delivers a 99.3% candidate satisfaction rate. Hundreds of companies across the globe, including IKEA, ExxonMobil, MOL Group, X5 Retail and Manpower Group, rely on Zor to hire better people faster. To find out more, go to www.zor.ai. That's www.zor.ai, and Zor is spelled X O R. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 234 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Many organisations are currently finding talent acquisition to be very challenging and need to increase the sophistication of their recruitment marketing in order to connect with and influence their target audiences of talent. My guest this week is Celinda Appleby, Global Talent Attraction Director at Visa. Visa uses a strategy of data-driven recruitment marketing supported by sophisticated storytelling and technology to meet their recruiting challenges. And Celinda has some fantastic practical insights to share. Hi, Celinda, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Matt. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Absolutely. So my name is Celinda Appleby and I am in Portland, Oregon. So I'm excited to be talking to you all the way in Scotland, the power of social media and uh, technology. But in my day job, I work for Visa. I am a director of talent attraction. And what that means at Visa is I'm responsible for all of the activities and the candidate journey before they hit apply. Fantastic. So um, before we sort of get into talking a little bit about um, some of the recruitment challenges you might face and uh, recruitment marketing in general, um, tell us tell us a bit about your story. How did you get to uh, be working where you are now and what were you, what were you doing before? Yeah, absolutely. So I my very first job was at a staffing company um, recruiting finance professionals. Honestly, I started as a receptionist or a switchboard operator. I'm dating myself, so it's kind of embarrassing. But um, I fell in love with the connection and the matchmaking of recruiting and more so the people. Um, I remember when I was a headhunter back then, I would remember that, you know, my candidates wanted this and we, my uh, my. Uh, um, client could offer that. And I would always want to make those matches. And so it, in the core of my spirit, I've been a recruiter my whole career. And then I was working at Hewlett Packard or HP Inc, as they're called now. 
Um, and I had the, there was, it was a wonderful company, probably one of the best places I've ever worked. Um, and they, there was an opportunity. We were rebuilding our employer brand. We were launching a career site. We were, you know, starting to work with TMP and it was all things I didn't know about. And I literally just raised my hand and offered to be on a project team. And the rest is history. I have never left employer brand or recruitment marketing or talent traction as we call it today. Um, since then, it's been about nine years now that I've been in this space fantastic so uh, tell us a little bit more about visa what what, what kind of uh, recruiting challenges um do, do you face so visa like every other company in silicon valley has the challenge of recruiting technologists and primarily also technologists that look like me so people of color um and it's it's a fantastic organization i don't think people associate us as a technology company um i think everyone knows who visa is because you have one in your wallet, at least one in your wallet. Um, and so when we go to events or career fairs, people think we're selling them a credit card and often or not people say, no, we already have one. Um, and so it's about showing up as a technology company, as an employer of choice. And I will say I have an excellent employer brand team who does a job, a, a fantastic job with our brand, but I don't think candidates or people that want to work here know how much Visa powers. I mean, we're a sponsor of FIFA, we're a sponsor of the Super Bowl, um, and all of that hasn't shown up organically in our storytelling, um, and so that's something that we're working on now. Amazing. So, it, obviously, recruitment marketing is a big big part of what you do. What, what's your, I mean, recruitment marketing gets talked about a lot. It's a phrase that kind of gets, you know, th thrown thrown around. Um, what's your definition of recruitment marketing? Um, and how do you think it's, it's, it's changed over the last few years? So I, I, when people ask me this all the time at work, because I think um, a lot of my role today, and actually at all my jobs previously, has been education, right? So explaining what we do and how we can do it better. Recruit, we've been doing recruitment marketing forever. I, I remember when I first started, we used to fax resumes and, you know, and the most placeable candidates, the MPCs. And so recruitment marketing has been around forever. And we've always been an intent wowing um, either the hiring manager or wowing the candidate to take this role, to take a job. Um, with the power of social media and connectivity and additional technologies and also the market, right? There's way more jobs than people. Um, that is where the challenge is. And it doesn't matter who, where I'm working at, whether it's Nike or Visa or HP, the, the challenge has always remained the same. It's, it's how do we get the best? And it's not even, you know, that we want the creme de la creme, which of course we all do. It's how do we get people to understand how they fit into our organization? And that is primarily the challenge that I'm facing here. Um, you know, and we know the answers. It's how do you do it at scale? Um, that is probably what keeps me up at night. Tell us a little bit more about the process you've got and, and some of the work that you're you're doing in recruitment marketing to, to solve some of these challenges. Yeah. So um, even though Visa is a mammoth of an organization and um, as you know, you know, we're a multi-billion dollar company, we hire about 6,000 people a year. And that number seems, I'm sure, large for a lot of your listeners. But um, when you think of Oracle, where I came from, where they're hiring 30,000 people a year, the 6,000 number to me does not seem intimidating at all. Um, and so what I've been doing is rolling up my sleeves and very grassroots working with our leaders and our recruiters and our sourcers to create tailored experiences. Um, and it seems to be 
I mean, I know it's a challenge because it's still not scalable. We don't have technology at the root to help me make it easier. But um, what I do is we I figure out who we need to hire and I create tailored recruitment marketing plans for the role, for the individual, persona-based, um, understanding that well, I'll just use the role of a developer, a software developer, for example, that there's multiple personas that can match on our team. And we can't just have one uh, plan because that one size fits all is not working anymore. Talk us through some of the channels that you might use for, for, for that particular that particular sort of set of personas. Yeah, of course. So I, I will be very honest. Um, we are a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for, limited on the toolkit here. Um, and I say that because sometimes people think, oh, you know, you work at this amazing, huge company that's so well known, you must have an unlimited budget, unlimited access to tools. And that's not the case. And so a lot of the work I do, actually all of the work I do is grounded on using Glassdoor, LinkedIn in the US, um, you know, Asia Pacific, we've just started using WeChat. Um, we, you know, and, and we are a little bit recessed <laughs> um, in comparison to our competitors in the market. Um, but what we do is we, we ground ourselves on data, really understand what the market is, who we're going after. Does it make sense for us to go after here? And, and I spend all my time doing that. And then once we define where we're going, who, where we need to post, and like I said, we don't have many tools, we really maximize our relationship with the vendors that we have. So I have a very close partnership with LinkedIn and Glassdoor, and they've been unbelievable in providing a service because, you know, we can't go anywhere else, right? And so they've been extremely helpful in helping us define our user groups and branded marketing. We do a lot of ads um, that are, you know, you like, unless you have that profile, you wouldn't see it, you know, dark ads, if you will, um, using those vendors. And those have been really great for Visa in, in, in terms of getting our name out and getting in front of people. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. And I know I'm talking a lot. So apologies there. But um, when we started advertising on Glassdoor, for example, um, we started out with data scientists. And that is for about a quarter and a half that was our most looked at job. And the conversions weren't as high as the clicks that people were reviewing and looking at that ad. But the reason I, what I tell people and how we have defined that is no one imagined that Visa was hiring data scientists. And so for a while, it would show up on a data scientist's feed for about, like I said, about a quarter and a half. And people weren't clicking through. They were just reading it. And I think it took a while for people to just realize, wow, you are hiring for people like me. And um, and obviously now it's been a year since we ran that campaign. And I will say data scientists has been one of our highest hires coming from that source. You mentioned a, a little bit earlier about employer brand and storytelling um, and, and, and that kind of thing. How do you use content and storytelling to sort of engage with candidates as, as part of this recruitment? marketing process? Yeah, so we um, we use landing pages or job family related pages. We also are very big on events. Um, the team at Visa, uh, we have an excellent team that runs that for us, but we are basically at every event you could imagine and not so much just career focused events, but also um, events that are aligned to the business need. And so what we do is we work with our employer brand team. There's they have created amazing employee story videos and we create very targeted 
um, landing pages, for lack of a better word, that we then use to market. We use that page as our entryway to speak to candidates in that you know, skill family or job family. And then we solidify that by inviting them to an event either on site or an event that's hosted at the same time as a big, you know, industry event in their field that we know a lot of people will be at. Um, And that has been an, we've seen incredible ROI working in that regard with our diversity and inclusion team. And tell us a bit more about the, the the kind of the upfront data that you use, because you're, you're talking about sort of how you target and really kind of zeroing in within your target audience. What, what, what kind of data sources or, or data do you use to, to get yourself there to, to, to target in that kind of way? So I will say that I've developed great relationships with our vendor partners. So, um, the minute that I know we have, and I like to call them recruitment challenges, and I get probably three to four a month of, hey, we're going into a new market, or this is a new skill set, or, you know, this is an, uh, a whole new team that we're building. And so what I do is I will immediately contact the vendor partners and say, oh, interesting, I, fun opportunity for us to partner. Um, what do you think? Here's my demographics. Here's what we know. And then I do a lot of intake meetings with the hiring team, the leaders, the recruiters, and as many people as want to talk to me so I can really assess what they're saying. Oftentimes they're saying blue but what they really want is light blue for lack of better words and so I try to really understand that and then I go into we use um we use hire tool here um they have an excellent insights tool as does LinkedIn and I just start learning what the market analysis is I actually recently learned that CBRE which is a U.S. focused like real estate entity I've been using that it's free you go in to just really understand you know, what the market is like. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'll come back and say, you know, I know you want to do this in this city, but maybe if you looked at these other cities, we would have a higher yield. Um, you know, maybe we can reload, you know, we'll have a higher yield on the investment. And so I put all this together in PowerPoint. I know people make fun of me here at work because I love PowerPoint, but I think I'm just visual and it's so much easier for me to showcase all of the data. I will be very honest, data scares me most of the time. And so for me, if I make it pretty and less about Excel and numbers, I seem to bond with it better. Um, And I can tell and I can present on it better. Um, And then when I do that, I also go out to vendors, whether it's Indeed or LinkedIn and Glassdoor, or, you know, if I, I always offer up new, we just met with the Muse yesterday. So I'm always looking for new resources as well. And I present this back to the recruiting leaders and the business and say, here's what I've compiled. We're looking for purple dinosaurs. I've learned that they're in high demand in these areas, but also they live in these areas. And can we bring them over? Are you open to that? You know, and here's, you know, the the top five companies they work at. Here's the top five universities they've studied at or are studying. Um, And it honestly, when I do that, it does take a lot of work and I am a one person show. But I will say that it's not hard to get money for them to fund these activities because they have the data they need to walk away with a deck and come back and say, you know what, this was thoughtful. We really appreciate it. We don't have the half million dollars that you want, but here is 
this number of very small dollars to go after it and try it out. So we do a lot of pilots too. Now, you, you mentioned that the, the, the tools that you have at your disposal might, might be quite limited, but, but what role does technology play in all of this? Oh, it's all grounded on technology. So what I will say is that um, we, we use smart recruiters as our ETS and CRM vendor. And that is why I use landing pages so much because in the absence of not having, you know, a pipeline builder or having, you know, um, a, a, a lot of people will use like Eventbrite or whatever little medium it is to collect data. The landing pages have been genius. I can provide content. I can provide a story. I, it showcases my jobs. And it's a very easy, it doesn't take very long with the technology that we have to send it out. We create a short link that's trackable. And then we can send that to people, whether it's email, whether it's through LinkedIn or hire tool. And um, then people have the information at their fingertips and they don't have to go and research for it. We provide them everything they need that's tailored to them. So final question, what are your thoughts on where recruitment marketing might be heading um, over the next two to three years? So, you know, I, uh, when you've asked me this question, my brain says, oh, we're going into more automation and AI and, and, you know, all of the buzzwords of all of the amazing people that we follow in our industry and read their blogs, right? The Matt Charneys of the world. Um, but having worked at companies like Nike and Oracle and, and now Visa, we're a little bit slower to the AI as a, as a practitioner, right? Everyone talks about it at every meeting I attend at all of the companies, but we're a little bit more slower to adapt perhaps than the startups that are doing them. Um, and so I will say that I know that that's the answer you sh I should be saying, but in the trenches, I'll tell you, um, we'll continue to redefine what storytelling means. Um, I know we've been talking about storytelling for as long as I've been in this industry, but I, I think that we're going to redefine what that means. I think we're going to really nurture our target pools um, I think people are going to get a lot better of understanding workforce plans. And I know that sounds really bizarre to say from a recruitment marketing perspective, but what I've noticed in, in my peer set and just looking at what people do, a great example is even not in recruitment marketing, sometimes ads or campaigns are created without the right people in the room. And so I think that what's going to happen is we're going to get really going to define who we're going after. Or what are those pools of people, A, and how are we going to address them? And I know that there's some companies that have been doing this really well. I, I always say Dell is a high bar for me. Um, but at the at, if you look past the top 10 companies, whether it's Amazon, Facebook, and Google, nobody else is really doing it well, right? There's one message for all. And, and that's where I think recruitment marketing fails. That's why everybody has a hard time adapting or understanding what I do for a living is because we've been working with this one message for all, and that's not working. And so I see, at least in my role for the next two years, focusing really on, um, on working with the business and stepping outside of HR and understanding what the business wants to do and creating messages aligned to what the business needs with my recruiter hat on, with my diversity and inclusion hat on, and helping them uh, consult them to say the right stories to attract the right people. Celinda, thank you very much for talking to me. My thanks to Celinda Appleby. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts or via your podcasting app of choice.
Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find it by searching for Recruiting Future. If you're a Spotify or Pandora user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.